Welcome to the Share Life Podcast with Jason Scott Montoya, where we explore stories and systems to live better and work smarter. In this inspirational people interview on the Share Life Podcast, I'm speaking with Jamie Ellithorpe founder of 540 Strategies, which focuses on leveraging LinkedIn, among other mediums, to effectively generate leads for heart-centered businesses. I was so impressed with the relationship-building approach, I had to meet her, and today you get to as well. Jamie from Texas, say hello. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, thank you for for joining and and sharing your life with us today. Would you go ahead and introduce us? Tell us who you are, where you came from, and what you do. Yeah, so I'm Jamie Ellithorpe. My company is 540 Strategies. I currently live in Dallas, Texas, but I was born and raised in the Omaha, Nebraska area, but glad to be in a little bit of warmer weather. I'm a marketing consultant and strategist. So over the years, I've coached a lot of small businesses, helping them with strategies on how to grow their business, how to get more clients, and how to get their message out into the world in a bigger way. And most recently, we're really excited. We launched a lead generation agency using the power of LinkedIn, where we are helping our clients grow a bigger brand presence on the platform and helping them get their content out to the masses and then helping them create more booking leads of prospects and referral partners into their calendars. Cool. So tell us a little about your jump from uh, to into entrepreneurship. Was that a, 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 a smooth one or a choppy, a choppy ride? I guess the question is, is it ever a smooth ride? <laughs> <laughs> I think this is probably one thing in life where if we, we don't know what we don't know. It's a good thing. Um, <laughs> actually, I started 540 Strategies alongside a corporate job. I started really the backstory behind it was is I came to Dallas, Texas from the Midwest with big dreams in my eyes and in my heart. And I accomplished a lot of those, got a big corporate job and realized that it felt very empty. And I thought, wow, is this it? And fell into personal development and specifically learning about the law of attraction. And I was just so empowered with that information and how to put that into my own personal life, it led to me becoming a certified law of attraction coach so that I could help other people with all of this wonderful information that I had learned. And so I took what I knew there and I put that into my business coaching practice and I helped entrepreneurs learn how to manifest their dreams quicker and easier as we were building the real world strategies. So that's kind of what launched uh, 540 Strategies. And then as I grew that, I essentially got out of corporate America and started focusing more and more on my business. And then as I was working with business owners with strategy, as much as they loved it and as much as they had really great intentions, there were so many of them that were so busy that they really just didn't have the time and energy to implement those things on their own. And so that's how our lead generation agency was born, just out of a true need to help people fill their booking calendars and allow them just to get to doing what they do best, whatever that expertise is, and not focus so much on how to get more clients. Mm. Yeah, that indirect approach is is critical. One of the things when I shifted, when I shut down my company and started freelancing um, that I wanted to that I, one of the three things uh, that I focused on was um, in terms of growing the the business was I wanted to focus on just doing really quality work for the clients that I had in front of me and not get ahead of myself and looking for the next one. And I believed if I had done, if I did that well, that, that it, the next one would take care of itself. 
in that sense. So that's similar, I think, to what you're saying. Absolutely. Yep. It's all about the power of intention and of focusing on how you want things to be and setting those goals and to just keep moving forward. So yes, you did that, whether that was automatically just set within you or strategically, you were definitely on point with that. Yeah. And so, so tell us, um, you know, one of the things that I like to explore on this podcast is, is, uh, what it means to live better, what it means to work smarter. Um, but let's start with the living part. What is, what does that mean for you to live better? And, you know, you mentioned being in the corporate job and just sort of feeling empty in that sense. Um, uh, tell us what, what you think about that idea and, and um, yeah. how that plays out today in your life. Yeah, absolutely. Your yeah. yeah, absolutely. So 540 strategies, um, ironically enough, that's what we were all about. When I decided to start this company, like I said, I was burnt out and very unfulfilled in corporate America. I decided that I wanted to do things that I loved and that made a difference in the world. And essentially that's how the company was named is just kind of a little backstory. The, the number 540 is actually the energetic equivalent to the word joy. And so that was the paramount of what I felt like when I decided to start this company as I was very passionate about doing the things that I loved, but also helping my clients do the things that they love because most heart-centered entrepreneurs start a business based on their passion and wanting to share that with others. It's just unfortunate that if they don't have the business growth strategies under their belt or maybe their mindset's not in the right place, they're just not able to get out to the masses and help lots of people. Mm. So that was really the backbone of the mission of 540 Strategies was pairing people with the work they love to do, being in a heart-centered space and truly caring about the world and helping lots of people and helping them get the tools and resources that they needed to make that a reality. Yeah. So you mentioned heart-centered business. What in the world is that? Yeah. So to me, and and I think to my clients that resonate with those words is we want to make a big difference in the world. We want to do well financially, but it's not always about the money that business decisions aren't made based on, can I make another dollar or how can I leverage more money? It's more about what services can I provide to make a real difference for my clients and the world at hand while being able to be financially abundant. Yeah. And so what would you, what is it, what does it mean? Like, what would be examples of making a difference? Yeah. So for me, I feel like the most powerful work that I can do on this planet is equipping other business owners to do well in their business, because I think it's truly that forward paying it forward effect that if I can help business owners, they can go out and help hundreds and thousands of other people that I personally can't help. And so the more exponential that I can be in my business, helping and serving more business owners, doing what they love to do and what they're created to do here, the more that I can help serve humanity as a whole. So that's the way that I look at it is it's just a total pay it forward experience. Yeah. I think what you're also encouraging is that we shouldn't pursue things that are detrimental to others, but that whatever we do should contribute towards towards their flourishing as well, correct? I'm, I'm a big believer in the win-win strategy. Yeah. I feel like there's so much abundance here that we don't need to compete. We don't need to cut other people down to get what we want. That if we actually work together, even in a collaborative way with our competitors, oftentimes we can produce fantastic 
projects and opportunities that we would have never been able to do by ourselves. So that's kind of another one of my philosophies is I actually encourage business owners to partner with their competitors because I meet with a lot of marketers uh, a lot of the time. And I will tell you, we can start conversations where we think we're doing the same exact things (laughs) for clients. And there's always that one thing. There's that one piece where we're different and utilizing that one piece can make yeah yeah that's great i um i can relate to that as well because i i'm very much a bridge builder in that sense i i knew uh, i when i had my marketing company we were part of the chamber of commerce and there were other marketing companies and i just i loved uh making uh friendships with them and collaborating with them and um and it never was an issue for me um i know for some people it, it is but for me it was um uh part of the part of the process, you know, right. And, and having different focuses, foci, focus, um, and, you know, different strengths, different weaknesses, different, you know, systems that people use. So I, I think to your, I agree with you just from my own personal experiences that those collaborations, in fact, some of them are, are even more fruitful than, than, uh, collaborations with people that are not even in your space because they understand you, you understand them. Um, and, and then the, those, those, um, compliments are, uh, are easily translatable. So it's pretty cool. Absolutely. So let's talk about working, you know, what does it mean to work smarter? Yeah. So one of the big things that I talk about strategically with clients is how to create systems and automation to get so many of the things that really aren't, shouldn't be their focus and really aren't their passion, get those off their plate so that they can focus on what they really want to do and the things that they are exceptionally gifted at. So to me, I guess that's that's a big part of how to produce more and live more abundantly and really love the work that you do is to figure out, you know, what are the top two or three things that maybe only you can do? What is your unique skill set and what is your gift to the world and live in that space as much as possible and be able to systemize or take those other things off your plate. Yeah. And so where did that, where did you learn that from? Where did that come from? So kind of another backstory when I was building this business while being in corporate. So I had this whole personal development route that I was going down, learning about the law of attraction. I also got onto this route about the online business world. And that led me down a lot of rabbit holes, <laughs> uh, learning how to build systems and sales funnels and online uh, pages, SEO, all kinds of stuff in the strategic world. And one of my mentors was actually a marketer who was super big on automation. So I learned a lot from her on ways to put systems in place, have reminders, put set in my business for projects or following up with prospects and clients, all of those things. And so I have to tell you that I think that's made my business so much easier to run and so much more enjoyable. Mm, Interesting. So, um, you, you kind of, you, you say make it more enjoyable, like, are you finding in the work that you do and the people you, uh, know or come across that they don't enjoy their work or that they hate it in, in the entrepreneurial space, or is that more of a corporate America yeah. sentiment? Um, 
I think a lot of it is more corporate America, but what I will say is I find a lot of business owners, especially some that come to me, you know, in the beginning stages of us working together is they're being bogged down by working in their business and not working on their business. So they're kind of down in the weeds. They're trying to play the secretary. They're, you know, mm. they're trying to do all things to for all people and they're just burnt out. So mm. I think that's probably the difference is it's it's not a passion problem, is a burnout problem. And so what I try to do is get them back into the good headspace of you know, this is where you need to be in your business. This is what you love to do. This is your area of expertise. You need to be working in that space and take those other things off your plate. So I think that's the biggest kind of initial transition that I see with business owners is what do you need to be doing and what do you not need to be doing? And let's figure out some ways to either automate that in, in the online world, we've got so many tools and apps now that we can automate it. Or do we need to bring in some other specialists who that's what they do every day and just take that piece off your plate? So however we can strategize that to get them back into that expertise space is the best thing that they can do. And that just automatically increases their happiness. So burnout is part of that. What what facet uh, or what can what level of contribution is pacing, like running faster, like trying to run a marathon versus uh, pacing yourself appropriately? Is that part of the burnout uh, source? Partly. Um, I What I find with people, and this goes back to the mindset piece, is you first got to ask yourself, are you running in the right direction or are you <laughs> yeah. running in the right race? Uh, and, I, and I've been just as guilty of that too, is if we're running in the wrong race and we're not even going in the right direction, then that's going to automatically lead to burnout. So I think sometimes stepping back and trying to take that 30,000 look perspective from a different vantage point is really one of the first steps to being more successful and loving more about what you do and just overall having more time to yeah. spend in that space. So I just think there again, business owners, they get so busy just trying to like survive till yeah. five every day that they're not even thinking about, well, should I be doing that? Or should I not be doing that? Yeah. Yeah. They're good. just kind of like in the, they're kind of just like in um, automatic mode where they're just reacting. They're in this mm -hmm. reaction mode of like, Oh, an email came in. Oh, answer the phone. And it's like, they're not really thinking about like, well, do those things lead to the big yeah. picture? Is that, is that improving your results or are you just kind of here treading water? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So speaking of that, um, in terms of like being insufficient in oneself and figure having to learn something that one does not possess themselves, what do you think about mentoring? How does mentoring, how's it played a role in your life? How do you look at it? I mean, in many ways, you're, you're a paid mentor as a coach, right? So yeah. tell us about that. So I will start by saying my life would not be what it is today without the many, many mentors that I've had in my life, both in the personal development space, as well as the marketing strategic space. I would not be where I'm at today. So I'm 100% passionate and, and obviously a little biased that I <laughs> got my certification in coaching, right? So I don't know if you're asking the, the right person um, a straightforward answer, but I'm a big believer in it just because there's the knowledge piece that a mentor can teach you a skill set that you don't norm, 
uh, normally have or, or something you want to acquire, but they can also see some of your blind spots. I think that's probably one of the best benefits of having a mentor is that they are looking at you from a different vantage point than what you're looking at internally. And they can point out some of those blocks because I think that's another thing is again, an entrepreneur gets up in the morning, goes to work, they're in reactionary mode and they're not really stepping back to be able to see where they yeah. can improve or how they need to change direction. And a mentor can step in that doesn't have any emotional attachment to anything. They're just looking at it objectively and they're saying, wait a minute, you know, what are you doing here? Or why are you doing this? Or is this even lining up to your goal? And so you can start to get back into alignment with what you really want and start heading in the right direction mm. when you have a mentor. So in regards to the blind spots, what is it about people that uh, we tend to resist being being having our blind spots illuminated and um, revealed to us? Um, we Sometimes we'd rather just be blind to our blind spots. <laughs> What's going on there? So I think a lot of it is just human nature. Um, as, as sad as I hate to admit this, it, it really is true just based on what I've seen. Most people really don't want to change. And that can be a personal change from wanting to lose weight to wanting to grow their business. And I think everyone has to hit their own rock bottom sometimes, whatever that means for, for that person, because it all looks different, but they've really got to hit a place to where the pain is so bad that they really can't take that anymore. And they're willing to be uncomfortable in the unknown in order to change the pain. That's, that's at least what I have experienced doing a lot of discovery sessions with a lot of business owners as they come to me saying that they want to change, they want to make a difference. But then when it really comes down to uh, making that commitment, whether it's financial or time or otherwise, their mindset just won't allow them to do it because the, the fear of the unknown is scarier than the pain of the known. Yeah, that's interesting. It's um, almost, it, it's almost kind of insane yeah, <laughs> when yeah. you look at it, but Logically. we're all guilty. We're all guilty of it, of some area in our lives, whether it's, you know, business or personal is we're just conditioned to stay with the comfortable pain. Yeah. Although some, for some, you know, the, the anxiety that comes with the unknown may be so intolerable that it's, um, that the pain is, well, I'd rather feel the pain than the, exactly. the anxiety, right? Yeah, exactly. And the good news is, if if you do want help with that, there are tools and strategies that can essentially eliminate those feelings. Uh, that's another realm I kind of went down along with coaching was learning how to clear those blocks for clients, because you're right, some of them are so crippling that they literally can't let go of the anxiety or the fear long enough to be able to logically do what they want to do. That That's kind of another block is our ego will throw out anxiety, fear, pain, it, basically anything that feels bad in order to stop us from moving forward. Even though we logically want it, it's called a counter intention. But if you logically want something, but you're subconsciously stopping yourself from it, mm -hmm. that's usually the point to where people can't make the change. Yeah. And so that has to, the, the brakes on that have to be lifted in order for that person to physically move forward. Yeah. And what I'd add to that is that um, those brakes 
probably played an important role at some point in someone's life. And, but now it's actually hindering them. And so sometimes we have to change because our, the, the context of which we live our life or work changes. And if we don't, absolutely, we're operating with the wrong tools for the wrong context, which um, doesn't allow us to move forward. Yep. Not that I want to go too deep down the rabbit hole because we could be here for, for <laughs> hours, but I will just say psychologically, by the time we're about five or six years old, most of our filters are built. So whether that's a fear of something or a doubt about something, and we're literally operating on that same system that we built subconsciously by the time we were in kindergarten and, you know, into our twenties, thirties, and forties, when you think about that, that the five-year-old me is hindering the now me. Yeah, it's it's very crippling. And to be able to eliminate all of that and and really reprogram your thought patterns is so empowering. Yeah, to kind of we have to bring our our uh, our little five year old self along. Right. And and develop yeah. that person in us. And and sometimes it, it's also teaching us like when I look at my kids that are that age now, um, there are things I have lost um, that they help me to to rediscover right as a child so yeah children are the best because their mind is still pretty clear and yeah. they're very present and they don't worry about the future or the past it's all about the now and that's the greatest gift that we can ever learn as adults really is to be able to go back to our childhood selves and remember what that was like and bring that into our everyday yeah. experience yeah so let's talk about stories whether it's fictional or real um, stories and narratives, they shape us as people and, and they drive who we are and how we understand the world. And, and, um, and we're all operating with these narratives, whether we know them or not, but I'm curious, you know, what are some of the narratives or stories that have shaped you as a person? I think in the very beginning stages of my business, some of the most powerful stories were listening to the mentors that I followed and, and ended up coaching with and their, their success story, their rags to riches story, if you will. Mm -hmm. To me, that was probably one of the most impactful and empowering things because for two reasons, it showed me that I could do it too, that they were just ordinary people that did extraordinary things after going through their own journey of trial and error. And second of all, looking at their journey and seeing what they did and to see how I could emulate that in my own business. So to me, it was very powerful in that regard is, is looking at people's success and then breaking it down. Well, how did you bridge the gap? How did you get yeah. there strategically, mentally, all of that? Yeah. Yeah. Stories inspire us. And I think that inspiration is fuel that we need, um, particularly the, the, the earlier on we are in the process, the, maybe the less mature we are as well. We actually need more of that inspiration because- um, we don't necessarily have the, we don't always have the ability to produce it ourselves. Um, and if you've never been an entrepreneur, then you don't know what you don't know. And so to go down that road is scary, but to know that someone has gone down it, you know, it's one thing to be the pioneer. That's the first out, but, um, thankfully for entrepreneurs, there's so many entrepreneurs that have come before them that have paved, uh, many of the roads that make that journey a lot, uh, smoother. doesn't mean mm -hmm. it's always smooth, but, um, there's, there's, uh, you know, there's just something about that experience that's, um, that's rewarding. Um, and, and then as people go down that road, they can help the, the next set of people that are going down the road. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Yeah. So what about sharing your story? Do you find, uh, do you find yourself doing that when you're, you're coaching clients and in terms of giving them that fuel, the inspirational fuel? I absolutely do. As a matter of fact, uh, one story that comes to <laughs> mind is I was meeting with a client yesterday and we were talking about his need to systemize the back end of mm. his business. So basically we were talking about once he has an initial conversation with someone, what is he going to do to foster and facilitate that relationship going down the road? And he had really never thought of that before. And so we were kind of talking about, you know, how, how can we continue to stay in touch? Are there some systems that we can put in place to help remind you or reach out to them, things like that. And I just, I told him, I said, oh my gosh, if I could go back in time, you know, five, 10 years ago and tell myself the things that I'm telling you now, these were the things that I wished I would have known. So yeah. I, I use my own experiences to try to empower my clients. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And the other thing that comes to mind when you say that is um, I'm reminded of a podcast episode of a, a podcast called Growing as Grownups. Um, with uh, uh, Keith Eigel interviews Robert Keegan and Robert Keegan um, helped develop uh, what's known as constructive development theory, which is the stages of adult development that we go through. And um, anyway, uh, he, on this interview, he dove into three highly controversial issues. Hmm. And the way he did it was by, without it being controversial, was stories. He, he talked about three stories and I thought, wow, that was, that was really powerful because he, he, it, by telling the story, instead of like speaking, like, um, you know, like a point of view, mm -hmm. he navigated around all of the landmines and the controversy, but still got the insights for the listener. Yeah. I thought that was really fascinating. And I think that may be the case too, with what I would consider as jaded or cynical entrepreneurs, they have an, they have a reason um, why they're right and why your method may be wrong, why they shouldn't change. Right. But mm -hmm. stories have a way of sort of questioning those presuppositions they bring to those conclusions. I, I don't know. Have you experienced that yeah. have you, when dealing with, with people that tend to be jaded or, or jaded parts of yourself? <laughs> yeah. So from a business marketing perspective, one of the big things that we promote at 540 Strategies is a theory called, or what I've coined, story selling. Mm -hmm. And that's essentially what we do with our marketing is that we tell a story about our client's brand and the problem that their prospect is having. And the reason we do that is because stories draw us in without mm -hmm. pointing out. So it, it's kind mm -hmm. of like a third third-person perspective where you can point out something to someone kind of like in that instance where it was a heated topic without saying or judging that you're you're in that category right so you can tell a story put something in front of someone and then allow them to step into the story and go you know what I resonate with that, or, you know what, that sounds like me, or I have that problem too. And then once the, the mind is, is inside the story, then you've got the person captivated and then you can give them the message that they need to hear. So yes, it's a brilliant strategy to either talk about something controversial, sell something, market something, or yeah. position something without really alerting it, it kind of goes back to the mindset thing if you trigger someone's ego 
then that's when their defenses flare up and they're immediately put back. But when you put them in a story, they're pulled forward. Yeah, that's neat. I like that. Um, but let's shift to systems. What do you sure. think about systems and how do they work and how do you use them? So I'm all about systems. So what we do at 540 Strategies is we work with clients on their marketing strategy and putting that in a system. We work with them on their selling strategy and we put that into a system because when you put things into a system, things are working on your half behalf. And in the online world we live in, it can be working for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, Christmas day, New yeah. Year's day, you're laying on the beach, you're getting more clients. So we're a big proponent of it at 540 Strategies. And I really can't think of a better way to run a business in today's world. Yeah. So how does someone think in systems? How, how do they start to go down that road? Yeah. So I think a lot in client patterns. So being a marketer and then thinking about the sales process, especially when we've got our marketing dialed in, our message dialed in and our target market dialed in, many of these people have the same problems and they're going through the same trials and error in life through those problems. So when you start to see those patterns, that is always an opportunity to systemize. So mm -hmm. that's one of the key things that we do is we look at those patterns and then we figure out, okay, instead of answering the same question 10 times to 10 different people, can we come up with a script or can, can we come up with a way that you would explain that answer to someone and just be able to repeat that 10 times? Mm. And so what are, I guess, what are the, the types of benefits that people get by thinking in a systematic way or, or developing these systems in these situations? I think time management is one of the biggest. So if you want 10, 15, 20 hours back into your day, or I mean, into your week, then you definitely want to think about putting in a system, right? Because what I was talking about earlier is getting back into that genius zone of your headspace as an entrepreneur. That's the number one way to do it is to systemize all of those things, all of those answers, all of those processes that would be repeated over and over again in your business if you were doing them by hand. Mm. If you're doing something over and over again by hand, there's probably a system or an app for that in today's world. Yeah. I think um, some people tend to think of systems magically in a, in a negative way. When I say that, like they think um, they sort of point at people like, oh, they're it's their fault or they're making this happen. Um, they might look at like a CEO and think that the CEO is sort of controlling everyone and everything in this business. They fail to see that there are systems that shape the whole company, including the CEO, the people at the top, and that they're subject to the system, um, sometimes even more so than people that may be lower on the on the hierarchy. I'm curious what you would add to that or say to speak to that in terms of just how we can sort of miss that the systems are there. And, and by missing it, we, we think there are sort of these magical uh, uh, things happening um, that, that are more about dynamics than anything else. Yeah. 
So I guess my answer to that would be whether we like it or not, we live in a system every day. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, whether that's the morning routine you have from getting up and, and getting the cup of coffee and reading the <laughs> newspaper to brushing your teeth, showering and getting ready for work, that right there is a system. Uh, if you work in any type of organization or corporation, you are in a system, right? There is an employee handbook. There are procedures and processes in place for everything you do under that umbrella. So I don't know if we can get away from systems, but I think the shift in mindset could be if systems help me, then how can I leverage them to make mm -hmm. my life and my business easier and happier? Yeah, I think of it like a, a surfer, right? The wave, if, if the wave is the system, if, if you learn to ride the wave, then you actually can leverage it. But if you don't, it's gonna beat you up, right? Exactly. And I guess the other thing I would add is the more that you systemize your business and you get back into the things that you love, the more power and freedom that you really have over your life. Mm. So, so if there's certain yeah. things that you're doing on the day to day that you don't like to do, find a system to help you to do it. And then yeah. you can get back to, to focusing on the things that do bring you the joy. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. When does a system become tyrannical? when you let it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess um i you know I, I guess it goes back to there again how you think about the system and if you don't like the system then find a new one find a better way to do it or a different way to do it yeah that that is more in alignment and feels good to you because you know back to the law of attraction everything must feel good in order for it to work well, or it is a hindrance to your ultimate desires and goals. Yeah. So you can either shift the way that you think about it, or you can do something else. Those yeah. are the two choices. Mm -hmm. What if you want to change a tyrannical system to be better, but it's a big system? One step at a time, right? What is, it, what is that saying of you can't eat an elephant except for a bite at a time? Yeah. Be the change. Be the change that you want to see. Yeah. Be that, be that light. Start, start taking a couple of steps in that direction yeah. and, and see what happens. And pretty soon you'll be surprised at how far you've come and, and maybe how many supporters and followers you have walking behind you. So don't yeah. be afraid to be that trailblazer. Mm -hmm. And that, that also implies that is, is part of that process developing yourself to become Absolutely. the person that can do that. Absolutely. So if you want to see change in the world, the first thing you got to do is change yourself. You've got to become that person that you want the world to be. Yeah. It's an inside out thing. Yeah, it absolutely is. What else uh, would you share with us? Anything you wanted to say that you didn't get a chance to yet? Yeah. So I think we've gone really deep in this interview. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stuff uh, for viewers to think about. So we've probably given them at least a week's worth of things to ponder, right? But I guess my ultimate message for small business owners and the lessons and, and trials and tribulations that I've had is I truly believe that a blend of having a strong, clear mindset that is free of those doubts and those worries and those fears. That's very focused on the desires and goals you have in your heart for your life and for your business paired with the real world strategies. And that includes systems and, and getting things lined up message wise and getting really clear on your products and services for your ideal clients. When you put all of that together, you have got one heck of a formula 
to explode out of the gates and become a powerhouse in your business. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing. How can people connect with you? Where are you online? Uh, are you on social media? Give us the rundown and, yep. and, and who's a good fit for working with you if they're interested. Yeah. So absolutely. So I have a website, jamieellathorpe.com. I know that's really long, but you can find me out there. I'm active on LinkedIn, obviously running our LinkedIn agency. So please connect with me there. I've got a profile. You can look me up. I have Facebook. Uh, I have a business page, so you can find me there. I also have a Facebook group if you like more tips and inspiration on growing your business. And that's probably the easiest spell. It's clientattractorclub.com. Clientattractorclub.com. You can find us there. Join the group and find me in all the other areas. And really, we love to work with B2B businesses that are service-based and really just want to get their expertise out into the world. That's who we love to serve and we can help you in a big way. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing uh, and I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. I appreciate being here. Thank you for listening to this episode of Share Life. For additional stories and systems to live better and work smarter, visit jasonscottmontoya.com. That's jasonscottmontoya.com. We look forward to having you listen in on the next episode of Share Life.